ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, are we ever ready? No, we're never nope. ready. Uh, we're just winging it, basically, at this point. Yeah, that's like our podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, welcome back. Uh, before we get started, don't forget to grab a ticket to our conference, May 2nd through the 5th, Grafton, Illinois, Secret Space Conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's right around the corner, less than three months away. If you want to come hang out, come meet all the speakers, uh, do some sky watches, bonfires, live music. It's going to be amazing. So come join us. Tickets are available at secretspaceconference.info and all that information is on the website. Any questions you have are most likely answered there. Live stream tickets are available if you can't make it in person. Uh, it's, it's coming up right around the corner. And uh, there's so much to talk about with this subject, not just the SSP, but just ufology in general. Um, so much going on right now. It's becoming confusing, actually. And that's part of the reason we wanted to bring Dan on the show, Dan Willis. He's actually a returning guest. We've had him on uh, a few months ago and we got into some interesting stuff. But this time we're really going to get into some interesting stuff because uh, we're going to try and make sense of everything that's going on right now. We have com conflicting narratives. We have, you know, this soft disclosure BS narrative that they're trying to push. And we're going to go back and kind of try and make sense of things, start in the early days and, and talk about what we know, what actually happened, because this limited hangout disclosure we're getting right now from the DOD and, you know, all the U.S. government, it's all just, they're just going in circles. They're not getting anywhere. So we're going to try and break that down today. Welcome to the show, Dan. Okay, great to be with you guys again. Um, yeah, well, it's a good, important topic. <laughs> right, yeah. right. There's, there's tons. Uh, you know, Dan and I have been talking off camera, and uh, I was like, wow, this guy is incredibly researched. <laughs> you impressed me with some of the stuff you shared with me, and, and uh, it's fantastic that we have somebody out, somebody like you out there connecting all the dots and you know challenge and asking the hard questions and we're trying to come to you know what we can best describe as the truth with indicators and, and what you call indicators and just connecting the dots so i don't know what's it looking like to you well uh, you know how many people really have the luxury over the time to dedicate to researching all this stuff you know research exactly. all the witness testimonies all the documents uh I mean, most people are just trying to trying to function and survive on this planet, much less, uh, you know, do the due diligence, you know, so uh, on top of the programming with this kind of stuff that most people don't believe it's real anyway. Yeah. And, and you know, the dark elements take full advantage of it because oh, yeah. they know that uh, a lot of people, they go through their their school education. They they pretty much know what they know because of. Uh, what they see on television um, and through generational indoctrination, uh, they can manipulate the masses, the perceptions of uh, move the entire populace toward toward a hidden agenda that everybody isn't aware of. And yep. so, uh, yeah, it's, it's an important thing to to know how to discern, you know, what is real, what's not um, you know, it's it's a rough one because, you know, not everybody has, you know, been in the secret space program or, you know, has an implant with direct communication or, you know, has been in a top secret program. And even if you're in a top secret program, it's so compartmentalized that one person doesn't know what the other person's doing. And then you could be fed misinformation because then if you repeat it, 
the uh, project isn't compromised. You know, like say, uh, take Bob Lazar, for example. You know, he was told that uh, Operation Looking Glass, where he was working at S4, can only see a couple of milliseconds into the past or future. You know, and there's a lot of other sources that indicate that they've been able to do much further. So, right. Oh, yeah. You know, he was uh, given a certain amount of information and thinking that, oh, we haven't been able to make much progress. But uh, that's not true, as, as we all know. They were able to make a lot of progress. But right. he did confirm the technology, which is huge. Um, but but he was given misinfo about it, which I think that happens a lot where they will tell them about the, the tech. It's like admit to them that it's real, but then tell them uh, info that is incorrect about it um, to kind of like to kind of well, muddy the waters, you know, and, right. and steer them well, away from it. And, or lie to them about how they obtained it. And yeah, yeah. It works well. to hide the truth. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. Secrecy. Like, yeah. I was just say secrecy is good for business for them. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> oh yeah. And transparency isn't. So it's it only makes sense that we're just everything's gonna operate in secrecy. And and like you said, everything's so compartmentalized that they you know, they could be getting truthful info, but there there that could just be one little section and there could be so much more that they're not being told. And that's why it's so important to take a step back and like put the pieces together from all over the place. And you kind of form this greater, greater picture of uh, everything that's really going on, you know? Right. And that's what Dan does beautifully. <laughs> yeah. And you do that really well. Exactly. Well, it, it, I didn't, you know, we <laughs> one of the 20 uh, top secret military witnesses in front of the mainstream media of the world. I thought, how could this not be, with what we were disclosing, not be a world-changing event? Um, I didn't know yeah. what Operation Mockingbird was. You know, it wasn't until a media company wanted me to write an article about the control, you know, being an ex-ABC newsman. Who's... Um, you know who's controlling this who who's keeping the people from knowing the truth about this you know i, I wrote a couple of notes here we, we we're kind of breaking it into like three different sections the first part being uh you know how how do we sort out this conflicting information you know in the old days you know going back to the beginning of the 20th century we have a lot of authenticated documents a lot of witness testimonies and things like that and there wasn't so much uh, counterintelligence disinformation being put out because we didn't they didn't have the internet back then where they have all this information. So there was a lot more revealing information that was revealed in the older days, you know, in the CIA documents and so forth. Uh, and I I petitioned the CIA back in 90, 92 or something. Uh, and I got a, a huge stack of papers from the CIA and I went through them all looking at all the stuff. It was real interesting, some of the stuff, because they let some stuff slip out, you know, through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, you know, although they've released a whole lot more because obviously they're wanting to awaken the public to the, this reality, but for their own agenda. Um, so anyway, uh, a, a few notes here on. Uh, what initiates you know somebody to do research into this like a lot of people intuitively feel that something's not right with this um 
you know, you, you either have a sighting, uh, you had a contact experience, a paranormal experience, or you were involved in the government or military, and you had direct knowledge, and, uh, and you knew that, you know, the public wasn't being told, and you wanted to find out the truth for yourself. And, you know, I had no, um, until I went to Washington and testify, I, you know, I'm just busy with my life, like everybody else. I had no you know, that wanting to spend a lot of time and, and researching. Um, but, uh, you know, when a, a media company out of Hollywood wanted me to write an article on the control of media, I, I gladly accepted because I wanted to find out what happened. Why was this not a world changing event? Why aren't we uh, using anti-gravity? Why aren't we using all this advanced technology? Why are we still using nuclear oil and coal? Why aren't we using zero point energy? Uh, and so what, uh, what I did was I looked for uh, collaboration over multiple indications to point to this hidden reality. Uh, you, know, you, you can't come to an absolute conclusion uh, due to the compartmentalization. And uh, I'm just looking at my, some of my notes here. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to be uh, uh, more, but I, I put down a lot of... Uh, just imagine the unimaginable. Just imagine what if we didn't win World War II? And what if the Nazi SS fully escaped and planned to infiltrate into the U.S. with the help of the banking elite and hide their operations by using what's called full-spectrum dominance, controlling the public's perception over multiple generations to move forward on a new world order agenda through generational indoctrination? So that if the in the future, the American public would have no idea that a domestic enemy is slowly moving forward on an agenda that is totally against the American people. In fact, we're in the midst of a psychological warfare right now with mainstream media as its primary weapon. If you're unaware of this, you could be unknowingly giving your consent, you know, which could be against your well-being, support their plan, you know, which is you know, reducing 90%. Uh, for their new world order plan. And so that's kind of where we're, we're at right now. And that, as you research, you start to find that that is an unimaginable truth that has happened. And that, uh, you know, 1946, you know, the Rockefeller Foundation rewrote the history of World War II that totally hid the Nazi escape and infiltration, the connections with the occult. And so they have controlled our education system since then. You know, Operation Mockingbird, as you're aware of, you know, controls the media. Yeah. So our perceptions have been manipulated to hide this truth. And the extraterrestrial issue is the is the key to unlock this. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because uh, if you look into that particular aspect, it is it is what unlocks the whole hidden reality that's that's going on with this. Right. And. Yeah, and they've hijacked our history, which therefore hijacks our future. You know, so if we don't, we can never, we're never going to get anywhere if we don't know the truth about where we came from and about who we are. And that's, you know, they've been, that's been their game, right? This whole time. And that's why I said it's, it's so interesting to see this new disclosure, this new UFO report we got that it was a nothing burger, the audacity to put weather balloon back in there again. 
yeah. you know, all this inconclusive stuff. And then it's like, they're, they're, they're trying to rewrite history yet again, forget about all these events that we know about. Um, and at the same time, it's not just the limited hangout disclosure we're getting from the mainstream from Lou Elizondo and all those guys, but we're getting conflicting narratives within the UFO community outside of that. And it gets very confusing. And, and if you're just new to this, it's really hard to know what to believe, what not to believe. And that's why I want to talk about like how to find, like how, what indicators to look for, how to, how to really find your way and navigate through all the BS. Yeah. What, what I found is uh, in, in my own quest to try to understand this, I, uh, when the media company wanted me to write an article and I titled it, uh, who controls the agreed upon reality through the mainstream media and why do they fear <laughs> disclosing the truth about the extraterrestrial reality? And I was already aware of, we were 20 witnesses willing, uh, each one of the state willing to testify under oath, penalty of perjury, breaking national security oaths. We were backed by over 500 military intelligence witnesses. So I was very aware of a lot of these testimonies. And so I, in my quest to understand why, what happened, uh, I went back through the 20th and, and up to the 21st century of a timeline from 1900 to present day. And then I started plugging in documents that were authenticated uh, in the timeline of events. And then I started plugging in these witness testimonies. And when you have multiple witness testimonies and documents over an expansive time, the probability in order to fake that um, is becomes fairly low, you know, in this, in this uh, research, you can't say you know, for certain anything, all you can say is that you have certain indicators that point to a higher probability. And right. so um, what happens is after you look at all this witness testimonies and documents that corroborate with each other, it points to a, a fairly high probability and all you can do is put that on the shelf and don't go into believing it you know but but mm. keep observing and keep accumulating um you know it, and most people don't have the time to do this you know thank <laughs> right. god there's people yeah. like dr michael sala and others that are you know exactly. spending full-time research ever since you know the university fired him because he was inspired by this this event and that the, yeah. the the university didn't want him to uh, re be researching that. So now he spends full time. Uh, Exopolitics.org, highly recommend the site. Um, my site, uh, uh, my online notes are at thewebmatrix.net. It's uh, just chronological. It's not a professional site. It uh, has references so you can look up the documents and, and, and so forth. It's not complete by any means, but there's enough information there that can help somebody who's just starting out to just look at it. Oh, wow, look at the sequence of events that happened. This happened, and this happened, and this happened. And it starts to form that hidden reality that's been been, uh, been hidden. Right. Yeah. And we're going to uncover that tonight, live with Dan Willis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's funny is uh, we the reason, so we titled this episode, Our Poor Hijacked Planet. I was talking to Dan uh, one day and I asked him a question and he just sighed. He went, 
you know, our poor hijack planet. And I started laughing. I was like, that's so true. That's so true. It would be a great yeah, name. Right. It would be a great name. It would be a great topic of discussion uh, because that's really what it comes down to. Like we're in this mess because of the hijacking that occurred years ago. And I know sometimes we can sound like a broken record talking about this stuff, but we can't forget about this stuff either because they are literally trying to rewrite it. And yeah, go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was just saying it's so important what you're doing, uh, both of you, what you're doing, because uh, the the more people become awake and aware of this, the more uh, is the chance to transform this situation. You know, I was a, a kid in the 50s. I was thinking, oh, my God, year 2000, we'll have anti-gravity cars and go to other planets and all this stuff like that. And we're still driving in internal combustion engines, you know, same engines, most of us, same, same <laughs> right. tech. Yep. <laughs> Right. Well, they got to, you know, I don't know if anyone watched the Super Bowl. I didn't. Um, but I did hear, well, I did see uh, some of the commercials and every commercial every was a car commercial. Every break was a car commercial for a new electric car. And it might seem like a good thing, but there's, you know, and it's just you have apparently it takes a diesel generator to run to run a charging station for an electric car. So you're still using gas. Yeah. And, and the energy, it, I've heard the energy it takes them to. So like for Tesla's like to, to mine the lithium for it is actually way more anyway than than the energy you're using for like a normal car. So right. it's actually even worse for the environment. The only the only factor in everything. Yeah, exactly. The only plus I, I know I know we're kind of getting off here in this car thing, but I just um it's, yeah, it's it, just a, it's a joke. I well, mean, it's an indicator on where we're going is what it's I'm an saying. Where we're going. But, right. it's, it, but it's like, it's a joke compared to what we've had for so long. That's like, yeah, light years ahead of that tech. And it's like, and they're trying to make it seem like this is the, this is the future, you know, and it's like. Well, we've had anti-gravity since 1954. We haven't needed rockets, yeah. Nazis and the, had it. And the Germans had it way 20 years that. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've been involved in some of the technologies, Dan, um, throughout time, just from getting to know you a little better. Uh, can you elaborate on that a little bit, what you were doing? Sure. Um, you know, after, <laughs> you know, we were on all the mainstream media, CNN, CBS, you know, and uh, and uh, make a comment again that, you know, CBS interviewed me exclusively. And I said, I, I won't do this interview unless I can say we have a scientist which can prove that we have these over unity technologies. So like 10 second statement, uh, they, they, the higher executives made it cut, cut that part out. Uh, and so it becomes pretty obvious that our media has been basically infiltrated in such a way that it's it's completely supporting this agenda, keeping us in a uh, hijacked state. Um, so the Bush administration denied the congressional hearing to bring forth the scientists, which we had in the, the Black Projects. And so um, uh, Dr. Greer had, along with Professor Loiter, had a database of about 300 scientists and inventors. And, um, <laughs> it's kind of a crazy story, but I was uh, traveling in the Airstream motorhome with my fiance down in Arizona, visiting some friends. And in the middle of the night, I, uh, I, I kind of woke up and I said, I think the professor needs my help. 
and uh, referring to Professor Ted Loiter, who was working with Dr. Greer with his energy scientist that was down in the Dominican Republic, had an over-unity energy device. And I knew that Professor Loiter was a, um, he was an earth sciences professor. He didn't have the extensive electronic engineering background that I did. And so, you know, I couldn't see him putting it together. And so uh, they flew us to Virginia, set up a laboratory. Um, the um, energy device uh, produced uh, with one watt going in, it produced over 500 watts of power going out. We were able to measure it, ran for hours. And uh, I was to fly back down with, uh, with the professor. And my job was to blueprint it, schematic it out, and then send it out in like five different uh, carriers. So in case we get whacked on the way back, they'd be able to reproduce it. Uh, as soon as we arrived, uh, two CI agents <laughs> arrived at the door and tells them, you know, this works, you're dead. And so he completely disassembled the entire thing. And so I spent 10 years, 10 long years meeting with scientists and inventors around the planet uh, vetting these technologies. So I have quite a bit of experience in that. Um, you know, I worked with the Bedini brothers who mysteriously died, you know, uh, one day um, for many years, who he was like a modern day Tesla. He was able to, uh, he studied all of Tesla's pat patents and he had a number of patents himself, he was able to pull the radiance uh, to charge batteries that acted like a, radiant reservoir. So there's been, and I've, there's been people I've worked with that were murdered, uh, suicided, as they say, uh, brilliant minds uh, after it was just a nightmare. Um, but as you, this is probably a good time to go into the, the history <laughs> of uh, how this came about. Why, why are we, um, it was because of the Invention Secrecy Act, 1951. Thousands, close to about 6,000 inventions having to do with uh, energy, anti-gravity, medical, you name it, have all been suppressed. Inventor, uh, inventors have been issued what's called uh, national security orders. Says your invention has been deemed to be a detriment to the national security of the United States. You cannot share it with anyone. So that shuts them down. So this and was so an act, an invention. This was an actual act? Yeah, uh, the Invention Secrecy Act of 1951, it, it, it was actually in 1952 that they enacted it, but, um, and uh, it's a secret system within the patent office called the Sensitive Application Warning System. In other words, anybody's got like a overunity, a super conductivity room temperature technology, anything like that, it, a red flag goes up and they immediately get issued uh, a national security order. And so they can't share it with anybody. And so it's kept our poor little planet uh, hijacked <laughs> because of this uh, national security order, which it, across the board, you know, you're talking about not only uh, anti-gravity and free energy, but medical breakthroughs. Um, yep. You know, my great grandfather was uh, president of the homeopathic medical society back in the time when Rockefeller was shutting down all the natural methods of, of, uh, of, of you know, healing modalities that was 
putting them out of business, calling them quacks and stuff like that. And so there is a huge amount of financial resources, you know, they're able to then control the education of doctors. Um, people like uh, Dr. Dr. Reif, who discovered that all the cells in our body have a particular frequency they oscillate and that the, the bad cancer cells, for example, have a particular frequency. He had 16 uh, terminally ill cancer patients. This is back in 1934 that uh, he was able to cure all of them. But uh, the guy who put it together, they poisoned him <laughs> and, uh, and the papers were all lost. Um, uh, Dr. Max Gerson, who uh, cured my mother of cancer. My mother lived in, into her nineties. Um, uh, he came out with a book, The Cure for Cancer, and he was strychnine poisoned. Then his, his daughter shared a story with me that he um, finally published his book, and met, but got a much heavier dose of strychnine. It's killed him. American Cancer Society published his death that he died of, you know, cancer. Hmm. Uh, and so we have this, this criminal, uh, corrupt medical system that back in uh, 1946, when the, uh, you know, after the Nuremberg trials and Project Paperclip, uh, they brought over all the Nazi doctors, 1600 of them, into the CDC at that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, as uh, William Tompkins, one of the US Navy witnesses says, you know, they, they infiltrated in not only into aerospace, like NASA, but in pharmaceutical corporations of which they're in their their control at the highest positions today so Bingo. Uh, when you put together the whole picture of the infiltration story of uh before before the end of the war they had a plan they knew they were going to lose you know the, the war when we won the war with germany's but the nazis fully escaped they uh, had a plan called uh, Weltanschauungskrieg. I got to pronounce it correctly. My wife will get on me because her mother knows German really well. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but uh, it means worldview warfare. They plan to control mm -hmm. our perceptions for generational indoctrination. They control uh, history, control education, control the media, control the entertainment industry, control NASA, control pharmaceutical. You know, they they basically branched out and they didn't do this alone. You know, Hitler, Hitler was financed by IG Farben um, and the corporations that were broke from the Nuremberg trials, which established, you know, after the horrendous crimes of the Nazi doctors, the informed consent principle, which is still applicable today. Um, they broke it into the common names of, you know, all the, <laughs> the companies you see on your TV set that are advertising all the time. Uh, I'm trying to be really sensitive about what words I choose, you know, because we're in a, we're in enemy territory here with the <laughs> yeah. social media. Yes, we um, are. So, um, yeah, let's look at some, a little bit of uh, our second part we were going to look into is a history of uh, UFOlogy, what we, what we know and what can be proven with documents and witnesses. Right. Uh, well, real, real quick, before we move on to that, um, as far as the technology goes, uh, you, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of getting into the good stuff. And I know we can't because of censorship. Um, 
but let's just let's just get into that and then we can go back to the history a little bit i'm gonna sure. i'd like to go into like the uh some of these technologies that we hear about used in the secret space program uh bed bed technologies regen tanks you know all this stuff um what what do you think the likelihood of that stuff existing is well as you know, I've, I have both, uh, I worked with the government for many years, electronic engineering um, and, uh, you know, the broadcast engineer. I have an extensive electronics, normal physics background. I also have a background in abnormal, uh, <laughs> abnormal, uh, paranormal, you know, uh, operations, yeah. abnormal. Yeah. Uh, I worked with uh, uh, IBM's top scientists. A, a genius. Uh, he had hundreds of patents, and he, uh, after having a paranormal experience with uh, plants and crystals, he opened up uh, a laboratory, which I assisted him with, uh, called Psychic Research Incorporated. We did some amazing cutting edge uh, stuff, and I had quite a bit of experience working with uh, these unusual technologies. So I have, I have kind of a blend of of both worlds. And so I, I sort of perfectly fit in for this project that he recruited me into, uh, in a way, that uh, was a camera that came out of the uh, 1950s uh, called the Delaware camera. It was patent in Paris, France in 1955. Thousand photographs were made with it. Um, uh, recently did a show talking about uh, you know, I saw Alex Collier talking about the Andromedas, saying how how these med beds that all these people who have a 20 and back experience all claim to experience like missing an arm or leg or or whatever. And that's like regenerates it, you know, using this holographic technology. And so when I saw that, I thought, oh, my God, this was uh, something I worked on. Yeah. Um, and so this this camera could um it was a radionic camera it means it's a uh, extension of consciousness it's like a tuning folk for the mind it's like a, an extension of the operator and uh this thing you know stood several feet tall it uh, had chambers which had sound oscillators in it which you'd put like a like a drop of blood or it could be like a hair or, or something because uh you can take any aspect of your body you know, like say if i took a hair from you tyler uh in that hair is the holographic whole of your entire body every single part of your body is within the a fractal of that and so an act is entangled anywhere you could be on mars and i could tune into that and it's kind of how the new communications i think the i saw this advertisement on the national science foundation about quantum communications where entanglement, where they're going to use uh, entanglement to communicate vast distances. Um, so anyway, this, uh, this camera, it would, you would attune to the person's DNA frequency, the chambers would oscillate, and it's like the information was piggybacked, I guess you could say, I'm using non-technical terms, onto the sound waves that were being reflected up into a chamber. And these energies have both acoustic and optical characteristics. And the sensitive emulsion on the photographic plate 
the silver emulsion would capture this three-dimensional hologram that's in 3D, it's being projected in space and only capture a slice of it uh, to be able to see. Now, he was able to uh, take a drop, drop of blood from a woman that was like 50 miles away that was pregnant. He was able to tune into the fetus that was inside of her. And this camera had a time spiral that can move backwards and forwards into time. Um, in other words, they were able to progress it forward and see the different levels of progression of the, uh, of the baby's uh, development in, in the photograph. So this was a real thing, you know, thousands of photographs were made. You don't get a patent unless it works. Uh, and this substantiates what uh, Alex Collier was saying, is that uh, he was told by the Andromedans, I don't have any Andromedan connections, but uh, <laughs> he uh, basically said that, it, they, in fact, the, they called it a camera, is what he said, mm -hmm. and that it takes a holographic picture of you. And in that picture, you have... Um, like it, birth, birth to the present, your whole... like Yeah, it goes all the way the whole back timeline. To, yeah. Back to the moment of conception. And what they're yeah. able to do is take slides of time, just like this camera is able to tune through time, through the holographic field, uh, assemble the most, uh, the ones where the body's optimal, put that together into one new picture, and then broadcast that uh, or project it holographically onto the person. And the person, uh, they're let's see randy kramer called it a, a dominant harmonic uh, uh overlay that uh or something to that effect that that causes the healing like you have i think you said it takes like uh like a matter of hours to you know, say you lose your arm it would take just a matter of hours it could regenerate your arm um and so this is like advanced technology that our corrupt medical system has uh withheld from humanity where you know on other civilizations they they live hundreds or thousands of years when I mean, we the average lifespan is only about 78 years old on this planet and just nothing nothing yeah. compa nothing compared to e ets i mean if, the way it should be yeah it, e ets and if you want to take it one step further just biblical figures you know people in yeah. ancient times everyone was living thousands of years you know why yeah, yeah, yeah. why do we stop at 78 <laughs> exactly yeah. my my project with this was to with my electronics background is to you know it's just a pain in the butt you know every time you have to put a new slide and then you have to develop it you know you have to do this thing we what we wanted to do is from 1950s to 1980s electronics at the time uh make it real time so we could view the hologram the the holographic projection rather uh, in real time. And so that was the, uh, the, the project that I worked on. This is back in the early 1980s. Right. And just imagine where it's at today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, exactly. It's, you you but, probably wouldn't even recognize the technology if you looked at it now. It's oh, so well, this is, you know, the stuff when we're working on it is, is primitive compared right. to what they, yeah. I mean, you can imagine millions of years in advancement, they have this technology. Also, you know, in the secret space program, they have what's called the replicators, where you can make a, mm -hmm. a cheeseburger and a chocolate shake that's exactly the same every time, you know, because it's in the memory, and mm -hmm. you just 
pick out what food you want or whatever you want to create because everything is oscillation everything is uh frequency vibration yeah frequency and vibration and uh the camera substantiated that because they did an experiment where they took a small amount of lead tuned into the frequency and oscillated that with the oscillators and what happened is the they measured it before and after and it grew in mass which means that it precipitated out of the ethers the uh the material in order to create it and this is no doubt what the ets do when they create ships they actually manifest this out of the ethers of space and imbue it with with its own consciousness wow wow our That's poor crazy. hijacked planet yeah. <laughs> right i mean just thinking about all that stuff because we know internally we know deep down it's just an intuition there direct knowing that it exists people like you've worked on it we've talked to so many people people have literally lost their lives trying to disclose this stuff and you know here we are just doing you know whatever we can a podcast discussing this stuff that we may or may not get pulled down you know uh but it's absolutely incredible i think what you're um what you were privy to and now that you're able to share that because we're, we have whistleblowers coming out verifying the exact technology that you were working on and there's no doubt in my mind that there is a future in this timeline where we, we will finally start to see that. And, you know, that's what we're all fighting for right now. Yeah, it's a whole different world in 2022 than when I was talking about this in 1984. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Before we were born. <laughs> right. Have you seen any I mean, do you pay attention to any new technologies, new technologies being released right now? Um, have you seen anything that even looks close to like we're on the right track? <laughs> oh, I'm seeing these quantum batteries coming out. You know, it's like the whole there's a leaps and bounds in uh, you know the battery technology happening. Um, you know, the solar stuff and wind stuff. You know, it's like oh, I mean, it's like you know you can have something the size of a shoebox that can give you multiple kilowatts to run any any home or business uh we don't need the power lines running all over the place uh you know the susceptible to emps and cmes and um you know it, it's it's a, it's a joke you know yeah. what what's out there um it really is <laughs> yeah it, it'd be a complete revamp if if the full truth was exposed our, our complete our society would be it would take time which is, you know, but it would be yeah. completely revamped, you know, so that uh, but you understand why they keep such a tight lid on the on information getting out and people becoming aware of it, because imagine if, you know, people start realizing in mass that this technology, not only do we have it, but we've had it for decades and decades and it's been withheld and we've been living in this Truman Show <laughs> fake reality controlled reality for so long basically truman show yeah it it's is a literally truman show <laughs> that is the perfect analogy i'm sorry that it is, is it is it's it really literally is. the reality that we live in it's it's a complete fake fabricated lie of a reality essentially on, in the mm -hmm. mainstream level of everything you know and, and you can uh, imagine how unimaginable it is by people yeah. who are you know i'm old enough to, to you know watching walter cronkite and everything and seeing over the decades you can imagine the people that are just born recently you know like after 9 11 and everything that uh in fact we we expose that uh you know some of the things that uh 
some of the things we expose, I don't know if some of the people aren't, aren't aware of some of the things is that we, there's a list of few things that I think are, are important. Proof that our legal government is be, being denied access. In fact, uh, if mm-hmm. you look at the progression, and I'll, I'll just go a, a, turbo, a turbo through some history that we know in the UFO things. It, you know, 1933, Nazi got help from people from other worlds, also known as, you know, reptilian Draco or whatever you want to call them. Yep. Uh, 1944, the Nazi had an infiltration plan. 1946, Admiral Byrd is defeated in Antarctica by using Nazi advanced craft. 1946, Rockefeller rewrote the history, controlled education. 1946, also Operation Paperclip. <laughs> infiltrated 1950 operation mockingbird controlling our perceptions with alan dulles uh, in charge of that also he was mj1 uh, 1951 invention secrecy act suppressing technology 1952 they did a capital flyover which <laughs> we know about the nazi craft to intimidate our leaders 1954 president this is a major thing you know, eisenhower had a first contact with the galactic federation Gerald Light, one of the witnesses there, he he was his conviction that he was going to have planned disclosure in May of 1954. MJ-12 circumvented that and went with the Orion Group and secrecy prevailed. What, what happened in May of 1954? Instead, the Nazi SS set up the Bilderberg meetings that do their yearly every year. Uh, 1955, Eisenhower signs a surrender agreement from that point on, this is that's what created this event, is Eisenhower being denied access. Every single president, CIA director, heads of intelligence, ever since February 11th, 1955, have been denied access. Um, yep. So real quick. Yes. Um, it's interesting because I'm, I'm going to be presenting at a conference in Branson, Missouri in March. And I'm, t- I'm going to, I'm doing a timeline of the, of ufology history, just exactly like you're doing. And there's a lot of dates that you have in there that I don't have in my presentation, but there's a lot I have that you don't have. And it just, it just proves to me, it show it goes to show how hard it is to put a complete picture into one timeline. But while you're on 1955, which I think is, I've, I've, I've wanted, I've been diving into this a little further is operation deep freeze. Are you familiar with operation? Deep oh freeze? yeah. And so that was 1955 and where basically the United States collaborated with all the other countries, including Germany, uh, you know, flew down to the South Pole for they were to monitor weather, Antarctic weather systems or something like that story. Yeah. Like we were all joining forces (laughs) to go down there and monitor Antarctic weather systems and whatever the uh, glacial movements and all that shit. That's what they told us. But that's what they told us. And then that's still. I'm pretty sure that's still going on. That never stopped. You know, why did all those countries have to go and unite in the South Pole? Think of the sequence of events that happened. Um, Eisenhower loses control, signs a, an agreement in February 1955. 1956, Operation Deep Freeze happens. Who's down in Antarctica? The Nazi base with their secret space program, which uh, William Tompkins with the 29 Navy spies were trying to get information on. Mm -hmm. They were basically, they didn't have to, they didn't have to defeat, they didn't have the industrial might of the United States. And so we were getting supplies and things down there. The corporations were working with them. 
IT&T was part of that. Uh, and so Operation Deep Freeze was a, you know, it's my belief it was a cover story in order yeah. to facilitate the, uh, the Antarctic Germans down there. Um, then in uh, 2017, the JFK files get released, which reveal that uh, Adolf Hitler was alive and well in 1960 when uh, Eisenhower flew down to Bariloche, Argentina for uh, environmental you know, things. Right, but exactly most, where Hitler was, yeah. Right, right. You know, so you know, there's, it's a matter of piecing together the information. You, you wouldn't know that until... The JFK files got released, you know, later. But then when you look back through time, that's why it's important to take note of all these different uh, different elements. The only thing I'm not sure of the date on um, is it's either 1957 or 1958 that President Eisenhower, after he lost control, he set up a secret executive order for a U.S. Marine Corps special intelligence section that would act as an institutional safeguard in the future. And it's speculation, okay, possibly the internet posts that happened between 2017 and 2020, which we can't say the 17th letter of, uh, right. because it really, really had an issue with that one. Uh, and the very first post, though, Dur John Durham is assigned. And, and then in the very last post, or next to the last post, the last final word is just one word. Durham. So we have John Durham behind the scenes. Hopefully he's got, you know, all those hundreds of thousands of sealed indictments and all of the good stuff. You know, hopefully something will come through. Some people say it's a psyops, but I, I don't, you know, it doesn't what for what end for what purpose would this uh, exactly. be to educate the, uh, the public. And so um, it'd be a great it, psyop if it was if it was a psyop. Because look what it's accomplished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the awakening of people and the and the creating so, this movement. You know, so uh, actually, it was uh, meeting outside of Area Fifty One. Uh, I was meeting with Bob Lazar and a bunch of researchers, and the base freaked out, and they, the National Reconnaissance, uh, yeah, NRO, the National Reconnaissance Office, put out a security advisory, which had on a list of acknowledged special access programs like Cosmic Ops, Magi Ops. And somehow Dr. Greer was able to get a hold of this document and went to uh, the Pentagon with uh, uh, astronaut Edgar Mitchell to meet with the head of intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Vice Admiral Thomas Wilson. He looked into it and him and his constitutional authority should have had access. He was denied. He was mad as hell. He told Dr. Greer, if you can get your people willing to testify under oath before the mainstream media of the world, you have my permission. This group is, quote, illegal. And that is what brought about the 2001 May 9th disclosure event. And, you know, just going really rapidly, what we were disclosed and the me mainstream media did a total, as you said, limited hangout make it sound like we wanted to have a congressional hearing on simply the reality of ufos which wouldn't alert anybody watching you know the evening news it's got about a minute and a half exposure um yeah we yeah oh go ahead uh no we're just laughing that uh, it only got a minute and a half exposure. i mean i'm not surprised but it's just yeah so ridiculous yeah. 
Yeah, what we disclosed was that we had proof that our legal government is being, being denied access. These illegal unacknowledged special access programs are taking in trillions of dollars. Zero point energy solutions have been suppressed that would eliminate the need totally for nuclear oil and coal, these dangerous polluting technologies. Uh, Anti-gravity craft have been developed back in the 1950s. Uh, a base exists on the far side of the moon with uh, domes and towers and mushroom-shaped buildings. Uh, astronauts have sworn to secrecy what actually happened on the moon on the moon when they went in 1969. NASA is purposely obscuring the ET craft images out by airbrushing them before releasing them to the public. Donna Hare. Um, 57 different ET species have been categorized. There's way more <laughs> since 1989. Clifford Stone, ET craft have shut down our nuclear ICBM bases. Uh, uh, Robert Salas, uh, US Navy reporting uh, spacecraft uh, coming out of our oceans, me. <laughs> uh, planned uh, future false events and terrorists being the next, and by the way, Werner von Braun on his deathbed, everything has fallen along exactly according to plan of these false flag events that they had. Yeah. Um, and the next one coming up was terrorists, which we know what happened on 9-11, just later. four months afterwards. Exactly. And with the next one being uh, rogue nations, which we had Iran and North Korea, followed by asteroids and alien invasion. Uh, you know, and so all this, uh, you know, God, Carl Wolf talking about the base on the other side of the moon, he said, here it is 30 years ago today, and I hope to hear it on the evening news, he was killed on his bicycle by a big truck ran him over. Uh, Mark McCandish, who uh, had all evidence of the uh, uh, alien reproduction vehicles, he was going to go to the Senate hearing last year. June of uh, last year and testify, he was met with a shotgun blast to the head just a week after Mike Turbert completely disavowed his, his testimony saying that the Tic Tac, which he knew because he was an Air Force intelligence specialist, was made by the Lockheed facility. Both of these testimonies would completely destroy the narrative, which the Senate hearing report said that, oh, we don't have the technologies that can perform in this way. That's BS. You know, and both of those people, one, one totally disavowed that, oh, I made it all up, the whole story. And the other one was met with a shotgun blast to the head. Uh, Donna Hare, who revealed about uh, NASA, um, she sent me a letter, a private letter outside of the internet, you know, in the mail saying that her life has been, uh, you know, she's had her life threatened, you know, by these things, you know, and she recently passed away. And, uh, you know, we, we had so many great people that have, uh, in the past have passed away. Uh, I'm, there's just not that many left of us, you know that uh, gave testimony back in 2001. Right. You know, it's interesting. Um, we have a guy named Robert Earl White on, and uh, he has a fascinating story about a UFO crashing in his backyard in 1991. And uh, it's an incredible story. Emma, Men in Black came to his house, threatened his mom, the whole the whole thing, you know. I've heard it. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible. Right. But then he, he also talks about having got getting access to a document that was supposed to be read with this with this report that we just recently got and it was for some reason like he got the document that they were supposed to read but then i guess they 
refined it for the public. And they took out one key thing that these crafts were operated by, and they were going to use the term NHI, non-human intelligence. And he said that the NHI was in there throughout and they had scrubbed that part of it yeah. and then gave us the whole, that gave us that nothing burger uh, of a report. But and it's, I thought I found that very fascinating because who made the last minute change to pull that out of it? And if you guys want reference to that, I didn't do that story justice, but go back and uh, listen to that episode, Robert Earl White. And it's towards the very end where he talks about what this document was supposed to say. And what human intelligence, otherwise known as uh, artificial intelligence. Or just well, either way, just anything not human, anything so not human, human but in the report or, or or extraterrestrial, yeah, non. Or ex- non the report human. says the limited the limited amount of high quality reporting on unidentified aerial phenomena hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature of the intent of UAP. Like they said, the limited amount of high quality reporting is the reason that they can't come up with a firm conclusion. Like that is literally the most in your face bullshit lie yeah you know it's just it kills me but they know they can get away with it yeah you know how many people know about any of this right and that's that's the thing like they don't people are so programmed like what the only information people are getting most of the world is getting is through the news or the media or the education system and that that's the sad truth and like they're not gonna they're not gonna report any of no. this stuff, except for like the very limited, you know, stuff that's going to fill their agendas. Right. The next so you page- really have to just become your own information hunter and like look for, but like, like we were talking about earlier, how many people have time for that or have even the, the desire the desire at all exactly to do that because of the programming and because they don't believe any of this is legitimate anyway. But luckily that, that is changing and the consciousness is, is raising on the internet's a big, big part of that. And hence the rampant censorship in recent years that they've i feel like they've seen that and they're kind of freaking out so they're like they they probably tried to control the whole internet but you know they can't do that so they're they're censoring left and right and the fact checkers and everything else kicking people off platforms we've had it done to us with multiple multiple platforms Thank um, goodness to you guys, though. You're coming out. Going with, somehow. <laughs> so. you're, you're moving on the journey of the truth, you know, with all the people you interview. I mean, you're getting quite an education from so many different perspectives. So you you yeah. have quite a database yeah. in the back of your head to pull from. And you, you, you're thinking when you interview somebody new, it's like, oh, this 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 correlates with this. This correlates with that. Hmm, maybe there's a some more of a higher probability of, yeah. of this being a reality. Or, exactly. or the opposite, or or the exact opposite. You know, we we might hear something right. from one person, or and this person, but then another person comes along and like, well, that's not what this person and this person are saying. So where are you getting? Where is this coming from? We get we get a lot of conflicting and yeah, too, and which is interesting. Which is yeah. a, I think it's a beautiful position for us to be in because we get to see all sides of it, and mm-hmm. it, you know, it keeps us from jumping on any bandwagon of belief. You know, it really keeps us uh, neutral. And yeah. it allows us to move forward, you know, grounded without getting emotionally attached to things. And that's probably the most key right now, because everybody wants, everybody's starving for information right now. They're starving for a positive narrative, you know, whatever the case might be. And as soon as something that they like, so as soon as something that they hear that they like, 
that fits good with their timeline that they want to see, they'll grab it, even though they grab onto it. And that's the truth, regardless if it's true or not. And and they don't need to, they don't need to vet that because it fits what they're looking for. It's such an important point you're bringing up because, you know, with, uh, you don't want to believe anything you want to observe everything and yeah just because there's a number of things that kind of match up you know just still put it on the shelf you know don't don't jump on the bandwagon uh, this is it this is it yeah. i got it uh, you know it's uh yeah because uh you know we're all well, of us not that's it's as simple as that what how do you know for sure yeah, we're we're all getting a we're all getting a pretty good glimpse of what the big hidden picture is. You know, when you yeah. research enough, the big hidden picture it becomes pretty obvious. There's been an infiltration. Yeah. Uh, obviously, our poor little planet has been hijacked in uh, every way possible to keep us uh, keep us in this retarded state. Uh, we're technologically mm -hmm. retarded. We think we're we're advanced with our smartphones and spiritually, quantum. mentally, and technologically. Right. Every every area we've been kept suppressed. Absolutely. But it's almost like they affect each other because, like, like we were talking about earlier, people don't have time. The system is literally set up to keep us using all of our time and energy working a job, usually a job we don't like, uh, just trying to make money to support. To, to survive and support our families, you know, feed, feed ourselves and our families. Right. Um, and then the little free time we have, we just want to, we want to escape kind of the, <laughs> the majority of our lives that we don't like. So we use that to just like escape and, you know, do whatever. Well, to... It's a good point. It's a good so point. How are you going to, how are you going to grow spiritually? So it, like, here's the thing, like if they were, if these technologies were released, that would, we wouldn't have to work. It'd be like a Star Trek reality. Like with, in Star Trek, they're not working a job. Like they they talk about, like we don't have a money system anymore because that's obsolete with this technology. Well, mm. exactly that. So we would be doing spending our time doing what we truly love and what we want to be doing, and well, we'd have we're time to, pause oh. to grow spiritually and and to uh, come together and you know be a beautiful reality. There'd be no reason for war, you know. <laughs> like, right. I, I'm with you on that program, you know, because when if you know, if it's true that, you know, that, you know, they detected a galactic tyranny in a timeline 350 years in the future, because the Nazis interfered with our evolution, uh, that there is a prime directive, Galactic Federation has come in and cleaned out the Draco Orion groups. So now we only have the Earth elements to deal with and it may be that john durham's dealing with that we may come out that all the stuff gets exposed and the uh the deep state or whatever you want to call them get they have a lot of different names uh i'll get taken down my god what an incredible world you know we, we wouldn't have the corrupt medical system that's making money off of killing us um and energy uh wouldn't be an issue there would be so much abundance you know for you know fresh organic food medical technology uh so much mm -hmm. you know artificial intelligence in a good way you know the factories or replicators can produce things you know there we'd There'd have no a lot of free time starvation on the, you know everyone in the plant could be fed and have access you know access to clean food and water and shelter which is the sad reality is that a huge chunk of the plant doesn't even have that those basic needs.
Right. Well, the thing is too, like everyone, people say, well, you could just start your own garden. You could do that. Yeah. But you can, if you have time and if you know what we're doing, we're never taught how to properly garden in school. And that's for, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it now in programs, gardening is being added to some of these like alternative programs. But um, think about like, if you knew, if you had the time to garden, but you but even have, then, you'd have to have a massive garden to provide all of your food, you know, because like a lot right. of people have a small garden. Like we grew up, we had a small garden, but it'd have a few things, but right. you still have to buy all kinds of. Well, what products. I'm getting at is it's designed so you don't even have time to do that. Like, yeah. Like, and even that is like time consuming. Exactly. Right. So it's right. like, it's, exactly. Yeah. The, the last 20... thing they want is us to be self sufficient and not have to rely on the system. They want us to re- fully have to rely on the system because that enslaves you to the system. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. Yeah. That's why along several decades ago, I, uh, as soon as I, you know, made some money with the internet, uh, I came up, bought some property and, uh, you know, I've been for over 20 years now, uh, my wife and I, we've been living off the grid, completely independent. We grow our own food, produce our own power, have our own water, uh, uh, we have no um no bills so to speak you know so we don't have any uh heavy overhead to take care of so it it, it, it you know i can imagine everybody could live that way if i could live that way everybody could live that way i mean there's plenty of plenty of land you can imagine if we had anti-gravity craft that we don't need roads you can you can populate remote places in the planet you could have heating cooling you have all the power you need you can grow your own food mm-hmm. um if there's a population issue uh there there's other planets there's plenty of planets uh and we could be adding several hundreds of years onto our life by regenerating uh the the age effects that happen on this planet you know due to the toxicity and you know just just normal normal i think stress is probably stress. the biggest thing that ages people right totally. yeah and, and disease cause of disease too yeah 100 yeah. it's all energetic you know um somebody even suppressed trauma suppressed emotions can lead to cancer i mean because oh, yeah. that the energy that emotion is an energy and it, it essentially becomes a parasite it's a poison and then when and it finds a place to reside in an organ or whatever and that's where these cancers come from a lot of the times there's such an energetic component to the, there that we're just not taught about um and but going back to people not having enough time that's why we see that's why it's beautiful that we have the internet and all these channels doing stuff like this because it yeah so we're you know we're always researching and we don't have time to watch everyone else's channels but then the, the channels are for the people who don't have time to do any research they could just flip this on at night and you know, get the gist of what's going on. And so that's why it's important that all of us are doing what we're doing right now, because a lot of times it's like, you get to a point where, come on, man, like, when is this going to be over? Like how much longer, but we have, you know, it's not just about what we want. I'm the same way. Yeah. I love watching a video and just listening to somebody tell their story, what's going on. Um, You know, I mean, I have a whole bunch of books that I need to catch up on uh, that I want to read. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm finding a, it's kind of rare that I have time to sit down there and, you know, go through several chapters, uh, especially when it's sunny and nice out, I want to go outside, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, 
so yeah uh we can all relate to the rest of the public that way absolutely right you know going back to what we were talking about um the, all this confusing information uh you really put me in my place the other day and <laughs> whenever i was in a good way i was messaging i messaged you um I was like, man, what's going on? We got different information coming in, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what if this, what if this? I was kind of, you know, triggered by it. And then you were just like, you know, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> you you were just really like, doesn't. none of it matters. Like, and I was like, wow, like, thanks for keeping me sane. Uh, not like you yeah. were like ignorantly put, putting me in my place, but you know what I mean? Like it no, really we, just- We all need that reminder. It just, reminding you. Yeah, it was a great reminder. Uh, I was just like, yeah, he's so right. Like, why am I even, it just hit me. I'm like, okay, I can move on with my day now. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. Like a lot of this stuff, it doesn't matter. Like we all have a common goal here. It doesn't, they almost, we're at a point now where these details don't matter. Like, like how much is getting information about the Galactic Federation right now actually helping us? You know, mm -hmm. how much is that, whether if it's true or not, like how much is that actually helping us? You know, we have a common goal we're all striving for right now. And, and there's things that need to be taken care of before, you know, we need to know those those minute yeah, details yeah. that may or may a lot of times matter. that comes that comes from a place of fear. Um, you know, the ego loves, you know, or wants to have control over what the know what the future holds and what's going to happen. And that's coming from a place of fear. So it's like if you're always living in that place, you're always going to want to you're going to be addicted to the info and want to know every single detail of what's happening and what you know all that which there's nothing wrong with that but it, but there's a point where it's it's too much and and you get too you put your your whole um hopes into the info and figuring out exactly what's happening but but here's the thing we're all creating we're all creating reality well, we're on, all a on part top of, of it you know think separate. of the psychological challenge that yeah. uh you know i'm hit old school you know with you know receiving secret reports uh you know in official navy positions going to the chief of naval operations classified documents that shows the navy's aware of these flying uh spacecraft coming out of our oceans uh, now it's like common knowledge right yeah <laughs> you know yeah. this 1969 i was receiving uh receiving a message so um this is more believable especially the witness testimonies that are that are talking but now uh ever since the year 2000 you've got all these people having total memory recall of going i mean unimaginable technology you can imagine the the stretch of imagination to think oh they took somebody when he's 17 uh recruited them on the moon 20 years in space age and time regressed them back to the point of a listen so they didn't even know what happened reverse erase their memories and they're living along 20 years in this timeline and all of a sudden they're having total memory call and then they're starting to pop out all over the place you know yeah. i mean for the average person to imagine that that they like have technology to put on another timeline to age reverse you uh and then you have you know the latest people you know with implants of communication devices that connect to the galactic federation that's kind of telling what's going on in the solar system that mm -hmm. we have no idea what's going on in ganymede and, and on the moon and mars and everything all over the place you're yeah. right we have no idea and so we've got these new sources of information which are harder to to wrap your mind around and and to believe but when you 
Well, when you research through the history and you find out that, uh, my God, they did have anti-gravity craft way back then, and that the Nazis did produce bases on the moon and Mars, and that uh, and that uh, the Navy was working with uh, these Nordic extraterrestrials. And they launched, uh, inspired, you know, Gary McKinnon, who found the secret space program of the solar war in which they wanted to put him away for 70 years in prison because they didn't want that out there. They didn't want the public to know that the U.S. Navy has battle cruisers out there in, in space of the U.S. Uh, Navy solar warden program. Four kilometers long. Out. Four kilometers long. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, uh, USSS Hillencotter, who was Hillencotter, MJ1 and the first CIA director, and LeMay, who was another MJ-12 member. Of course, they would name the ships after these people. There were, these were the pioneers. And so, um, and so exactly. until you connect those dots together, this whole idea of 20 and back is, 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 is a bit of a stretch for a lot of people, if you know what mm -hmm. I mean. Right. It takes, some, it takes, it takes time. It takes years. And any of this information can't be described to some explain to somebody in like one hour or just here, watch this podcast and it'll all make sense to you. It no, can't be, like, but it'll just, it'll just overwhelm people. Right. Especially it sound too crazy, depending on their base point, you know, so depending on where they're at. Exactly. It takes years of research to really start to grasp an idea that this stuff is actually possible. And then once you, once you finally understand it on a certain level, then it seems like all this new information finds you. And if you put yourself on that path, you know, the right information is going to find its way to you. You don't have to go crazy looking for the answers. Exactly. Yeah, like Ben Rich said, 1993, anything you can imagine, we already know how to do. <laughs> we know how to take ET yeah. home. We have the technology, you know, uh, this is back in 1993. So you can imagine. Um, uh, but, but, you know, I have I have a positive outlook on this whole thing. Because, you know, thinking about the Artemis Accords and everything like that, that you know, what they've been doing is, uh, you know, the Nazis believe in slave labor, you know, which they use down in Antarctica. And they continued on the moon and Mars and elsewhere, you know, like uh, Tony Rodriguez, you know, on Cirrus yeah, and, he, he was. and so forth. You know, the slave labor is like a, a common thing. And it's interesting, in 2015, Obama wrote a space act to... Uh, to uh, make the uh, corporations not liable for human rights abuse in space, you know, 20 minutes, supposedly we only went to the moon in 1969, like, right? Mm. Uh, you know, so you yeah. look at all these little pieces of information, you know, it was also the, I think in somewhere in that same time era, the uh, British Interplanetary Society brought all these great minds together for a hypothetical situation, what if we had a Nazi dictator on Mars? How would we overthrow him? All these little little pieces, you know, if you if you do a lot of research, you start to see all these little pieces that, you know, why would you do something like that unless something like that was actually going on? Right. Exactly. Just like they had just like they had a big think tank uh, they for the pandemic, like a year 
or two prior oh, yeah. to it they mm-hmm. had that big hypothetical what if situation and they That's all rehearsed exactly what happened <laughs> yeah they all rehearsed you know what would happen in this situation and what would happen if a virus with 9 11 right before yeah. too they do right. with all these major false flags yeah exactly uh, but and in, in, schultz does the one with the uh, cyber polygon of a uh, big and now notice in the news and they were prepping a lot about uh cyber attacks cyber attacks you know and um mm-hmm. and those posts that we can't talk about talk about a nationwide communication blackout I mean, you can imagine if they can't spin the truth or censor it and then the only thing left is to shut down all, all the communications because what they're afraid of is a certain there is a we are part of we're like a fractal each one of us of a larger collective mind and each one of us affects all of this in the collective mind and they're afraid that there's a, enough of us uh, and I've heard to, when they get 80% or something like that, who knows, you know, but, uh, there's a, a tipping point. There's a, there's yeah. a, a, um, critical monkey, mass, hundredth monkey effect, hundredth monkey, critical yeah. mass, morphogenic field. It's all yeah. in the science. The science has proven this, uh, when enough of us, and these shows really help. Because you've, you're, you've got thousands of listeners that are listening and thinking and contemplating this. And maybe some of them will, you know, go to thewebmatrix.net and look at, look at the notes and references and say, is this BS or is this real? You know, is, this, is, it, is he making this stuff up, you know, and, uh, and start researching some of the other people that you're bringing on. And as they start to research and connecting their own dots for themselves, which is the only way to do it. Can't can't believe anybody out there. You've got to do your own due diligence, and and then when you do, you're contributing to this global awakening, which is the which is the avenue of of potential transformation to beautiful heaven on earth, which the earth was always meant to be. Absolutely, amen, amen to that. Well yeah. Said. You know what's interesting to me is. Um, a lot of this information, believe it or not, you can find on Google. And um, it's not they'll they'll, they'll be debunking it or not. But if you look hard enough, because when, when, when I'm think. yeah, when I was Duck doing go. research for my <laughs> goes way better though. Yeah, it is way better. But when I was doing research for my uh, my presentation, I was just curious. I want to see what does Google say about this, and I'd find myself down a pretty deep rabbit hole just using Google. And then you go to DuckDuckGo and they have a lot more options, you know, and, and different, mm-hmm. completely different stuff that comes up first. Totally. But, but the same, but stuff, the yeah. stuff is still, believe it or not, on Google, which surprises me. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not all there. Maybe on page uh, 12 or something. Right, right, yeah, right. Sometimes you got to go <laughs> down a few pages. But well, what I'm saying is like, even if it's the first thing that pops up is that says it's debunked, right? Like it's still there and it's still, even when they debunk it, it still gives you the whole conspiracy, right? So they tell you what, what the conspiracy theorists supposedly think happened. And then, then they give you Google's reason why it didn't happen. Wikipedia and Wikipedia too. Don't forget. Yeah. But it's, (laughs) but it's all there. Like it's still there. They just put the word debunked on top of it. So you think that it, uh, it's like, they're still showing you. They knew if they just scrubbed it all completely, that would be too obvious. You know, that would be too much. So they're like, all right, we're just going to manipulate you, debunk everything, debunk, you know, it's not actually 
like saying something's debunked doesn't debunk something. That's what people need to understand. Right. <laughs> like yeah. well, that's the power of how how conditioned we are to just believe everything the media tells us because it's coming from the media. They say something, oh, Q's debunked. Oh, this is debunked because then they just whatever reason. And then right. people go, oh, that's been debunked. And when you actually look into it, dig right. into it, you're like, wait a second, they didn't debunk anything. They just said it was debunked. Right. Saying, yeah, Google, Google, they make the whole first page of like any basically conspiracy topic it you'll basically get the whole first page of mainstream media articles or articles debunking the thing or saying it's a crazy conspiracy most of your listeners are savvy you know they, they watch yeah, your, they know watch your, they, you know it's not not reaching the cnn and msnbc crowd you know yeah um so the the thing is is that uh you know, look at Joe Rogan, you know, what's going oh, on with him, you know, it was like a you know, disinformation, you know. He is such a threat. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, talking yeah. about there, it was uh, maybe almost a year ago now, less than a year ago. He, I forget the guy's name. He came on Joe Rogan's show trying to debunk Bob Lazar. In, even though oh, Bob really? Lazar had already been on Joe Rogan's on show, show. Like, <laughs> um, and it's just said he believed him on yeah, his show. Yeah, and this guy came trying to debunk him or whatever. But uh, it's like it almost makes you wonder, like, was that guy sent to him? To uh, you know, how I'm did sure. he end up on the podcast? I can't think of his name. He he's one of the guys with Lou Elizondo, like one of these guys who's oh, in the, uh -huh. that, that yeah yeah there that group. A, there's a there's a team. The yeah. Disclosure. Uh, Chris Mellon, yeah. all of them, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're all part yeah. of that team. I'm the long, yeah. right, 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 right. It might have been was Chris. I, I don't remember who was on who was, but yeah, um, yeah, the whole TTSA thing, you know, that's fun, interesting to see how that fell through to the Stars Academy. Yeah, um, well, on Lazar, you know, there's only one video of the first time he ever went public uh, that that was recorded, and that was me. I was in the front row with my oh, no camcorder way. no recordings were allowed whatsoever i recorded a full two hours and being kit with about we had about a, a dozen and a half researchers that were hitting him non-stop with questions and he has been one over the decades i've been monitoring him you know for consistency he's been 100 percent consistent through mm -hmm. his his whole testimony what do you right. say about because a lot of people have these little points that debunk his him and his story supposedly like his record his, uh, the records of him attending the university that he says he attended because it to me it looks like they just scrubbed they just scrubbed it oh yeah they have obvious. that capability obvious. They, they couldn't yeah, scrub the, a phone book which had his name right but that's there. what a lot of people use to say oh look he's fake because there he didn't even attend there because there's no record and then Man. there's like a couple other little things and how he came up with element 115 before they discovered it exactly but how he said it was exactly how do you stable. explain and you know there's a whole there's a whole whole bunch of things a bunch if, of things that corroborate well if you go to go to the 1993 timeline on the, the web matrix.net you can see that video by the way oh that's interesting yeah nice. um and you gotta remember like manipulating data is the easiest thing for them that's how they're oh, pulling yeah. this, that's how they're pulling this virus off you know like they're manipulating the data constantly about everything. So, and then you get this stuff coming from the CDC and. Exactly. And to me, when I heard that, that to me, that actually gave more credibility to, to him and his story that they scrubbed the, you know, where he said he would, because think about it, if he's fake and he's trying to come up with a convincing story and backstory, why would he knowingly that anyone could easily go ask for his records at a school 
say he went somewhere that he didn't and then look like an obvious, you know, it doesn't make any sense. But if he, no, he he's legit, totally, he's totally that's exactly legit. what you, that's exactly <laughs> he gives, what you would expect, right? He's totally legit. Well, so did to you, me, that corroborated him more than. Right. You see his documentary, um, the, the mm-hmm. one that came out like a couple of years ago. Jeremy Corbell. I mean, he, he explains yeah. himself on, and he explains that whole situation. And, and in his eyes, what happened. So he got arrested did. for something. Right. Um, and but anyway, if, if anyone's interested in that full story, that you can watch that documentary too. I recommend it. Um, oh yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. when they yeah, took like over you... control, you know, they moved all their operations from Wright Patterson over to Area Fifty One and S Four, and was controlled by the CIA. Um, yeah, he was he was part of one uh, reverse engineering project that was working on the Zeta Reticuli craft. You know the the gravity wave amplifiers with element 115 and everything, but they had uh, discovered the uh, anti-gravity torsion physics of the rotating plasma fields, as you know, uh, that, you know, Nazi Germany developed uh, (laughs) way before. And uh, actually Tesla and uh, Maria Orsic were both, uh, you know, who developed the, the Virl craft and Tesla you know, relayed all this to Otis Carr, who uh, the FBI came in and, you know, just shut it all down, you know, because that's why part of the sensitive application warning system in the patent, anybody has anti-gravity, uh, red, red flag, you know, they go out and yeah. get you. Yeah, they you can, know. they have a, some kind of technology that I've heard detects it automatically as soon as you start up any kind of anti-gravity. Right. Like they would be knocking at your door immediately if you power NRO satellites. I was working with one inventor. I had an anti anti uh, matter device that we had to rent a hotel (laughs) to activate it, you know, because the NRO satellites to see it turn on. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, it was it was a crazy (laughs) long another crazy story. There's like so many stories. So uh, activating it. And our this is a dumb question. NRO, what is National National Reconnaissance Office? Okay. Uh, the satellites. They, okay. It's an intelligence. Yeah. There's they they their little logo is we rule the night. They uh they they control all the spy satellites and everything. Uh, One of the witnesses uh he uh he would work with the NRO and uh and he said, uh, there's a, you know, talk about conspiracy theories. I said, I'm willing to testify under oath that there is a conspiracy theory. And there is like, you've seen thousands of documents talking about the UFOs and things like that. Just one of the uh, nice mayor, Mayhem, I'm trying to remember his name. Anyway, one of the witnesses. Mm, yeah. You know, it's 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 funny because if you go on YouTube and type in free energy device, I, I just just to see, there's tons of videos of people making free energy devices, making stuff, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's so easy. Like you just all you need is like two spark plugs, some wire, uh, and a outlet and a magnet, and you can basically create a free energy device. You can plug your freaking phone into, and it's yeah. it's trying to easy. manufacture one. Uh, yeah, watch yeah, what happens can't. but the, you start having problems yeah. yeah but whenever you try and the, i guess part of i guess what they actually are suppressing is so much more advanced than the videos on youtube they it's almost like they right. don't care that we figure out this stuff at this point right because, it's not going to get commercialized right um yeah. they as soon as it tries to get to that level then they they step in i have one scientist that had a he developed a small little device really inexpensive put out about 300 watts 
And he had 60,000 of them made in Japan. He had his cars blown up. He was thrown in prison, received a national security order. Um, and then afterward, he came up with another and brilliant, brilliant scientist. Uh, the little box like this was putting over a kilowatt of energy. It was in a clear plastic box, so you could see. Uh, I have the video. I can show it with you. Um, and uh, and since that time, he's come up with another energy device, uh, and I, I'm in regular communication with him. The, the thing is is fascinating about him is that uh, remember the Philadelphia experiment? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was they there. made the, the ship. <laughs> is there any is there any proof that that actually happened? Uh, yeah. He has the proof. He in early 70s, he went to the Navy scrapyard, worked with the naval personnel, was able, made by the Tesla company, had one of the generators off the USS Eldridge that was assigned to that ship. It was all banged up, you can imagine. It was a huge thing at the shipyard, so it was pretty damaged. He worked on it for years. He got it operating, and uh, and the story goes, uh, and, and there's, a, there's a photograph, if you go to the 1943 timeline, um, which is when the photo Philadelphia experiment happened, it opened up a dimensional portal. And the secretary, um, she had the presence of mind to have a Brownian instamatic camera out of her office drawer and took a photo of this creature that came through the wall. You could see its, its head and its eyes and its arms. And it was telepathically communicating to her, like, what are you people doing? What do you want? <laughs> right. And, uh, like, he was, he was yeah. since uh, he, he did more experiments and was able to open up. Uh, he had a, had a cage with uh, a rat and cheese, and he had a two-inch solid wood uh, chopping block. And he was able to open up the molecular structure in the two-inch wood chopping block of hard wood and the rat was able to walk right through the wood and eat the cheese and he dissected the rat after and found you know there was dna of the wood mixed in with the rat so and he says he's been able to reduce this you know from the big giant thing that was used on the eldridge into something small and portable but he's mostly been working on energy devices but he's getting up there in age so he's he's brilliant and uh he he can produce multiple kilowatt multiple megawatts i'm sorry of uh of some of this stuff but uh uh and maybe i can get him to have him come on the show sometime yeah, yeah i had him amazing. once i uh, go on the show and uh you know just showing you some of these some of these scientists and inventors like this one was this dutch scientist that i met with when we set up Rebecca and I, we had a lab right down the street from Thomas Jefferson's place, and he's written multiple books on the advanced theory dynamics of electron flow and the quantum uh, formulas of that. And he, uh, he was able to prove that he was able to pull energy from the space. And he had a thing about the size of a shoebox. It was about 140 watts of power that was just being pulled from the ambient. And he was on his way to Europe uh, to patent it, uh, but he was found dead in the parking lot of the airport, uh, slumped over the wheel with a heart attack, you know, which they, they have that, uh, that weapon that they could do that. Right, yeah. So, you know, it's just like one horror story after another with uh, 
the suppression of our poor little hijacked planet in medical, you know, you think of all the medical doctors that are alternative that have died. There's this long list of holistic, yeah. holistic doctors. Mm -hmm. And then there's this long list of inventors that have been murdered. Uh, yep. Eugene Malov, he was bludgeoned to death. You know, he was one of our team of, I was a member of six people that uh, all had multiple PhDs, except for myself, uh, more self-taught, you know, and all, all this stuff. Um, well, that did some college, but uh, not everything you learn in school. Uh, anyway, uh, it, it, yeah, it, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> right, exactly. No, it happens. There's so many. Uh, William Tompkins tells a story in his book about that happening to a guy from a European immigrant who came here to sell to try and sell his um, electric motor or his, no, his it was a water it ran on water it was a motor that ran on water and um he was trying to sell it to the car companies and oh, can't have, can't have and, that and they were they were shutting them down big time i think we call it the gap engine i forgot the guy's name at this point i'm terrible with uh, those details but i remember i know what you're talking about though yeah and he started getting threatened uh they threatened his wife it got to the point where they threatened his wife and apparently they a man came up to her and cut off her ear and said, tell your husband to shut off or shut up or your daughter's next. They kidnapped his daughter, apparently killed her, returned her, chopped up in a shoebox. Like, and uh, it, he worked it, in the Navy. Uh, yeah. He was uh, he was working with radar and uh, he got the resonance frequency of the break, the hydrogen of, uh, of water. And uh after he died, he, he pulled steps out of a restaurant and, uh, you know, said, I've been poisoned. And some kind of botulism killed him. But he was just, uh, he had he had patents and things that he was uh, is putting out. And for the life of me, I'm having a mental blank on his name, too. But we worked with him. We right. worked with the group. Our, our team was going to put a bid in for all of his equipment and we were going to you know reverse engineer and look into it but another group out of uh, the uk put a higher bid into it and they got all the equipment there was five people in that team all of them had mysteriously died right well oh god what was his name it was stan myers was it stan myers or we think that it sounds that sounds right yeah, yeah, Stan Myers. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he was able to run uh, his 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 vehicles on water, and he had. Yeah, but this is so. I'm thinking of a different guy. This isn't. Oh, it's a different one. Yeah, yeah, because I know it wasn't Stan Meyer. It doesn't matter his name anyway. Um, yeah, I'm sure there were multiple. But yeah. yeah, so he had a motor to operate the same thing, a hydrogen motor. And what Tompkins said, so this guy, after they killed his, they cut his wife's ear off and killed his daughter, he somehow found his way to TRW. And he, they let him run an experiment uh, the, uh, in the parking lot to show him how there's a whole meeting there. Uh, he, he had to have a, a extension cord plugged in to one aspect of it just to get it going. It didn't have anything to do with the technology. One of the guys was like uh, accusing him. He's like, this thing's running on power. I'm, if, it's, if it really works off water, unplug it. He's like, you can't unplug it right now. You'll kill us. Like, it's a, it is a bomb. Like, this is a motor. There's a lot of energy here. And the guy finally uh, ignored him and he went and unplugged it and the thing blew up and apparently it killed two people. And there's this big explosion in the parking lot. And then guess what? TRW hired him <laughs> after that. 
And he worked for TRW and developing and perfecting this technology only to have the whole project shut down. He was let go. They stripped the funding and they, they basically buried all the evidence that ever happened. That's when William Tompkins found out that TRW, that's what, that was their mission. They were owned and operated by Detroit oil. So not owned, but they Detroit oil had a major share in that company. So they were, they were having TRW go around the country and recruit anybody who was developing any free energy device. They would hire them, have them perfect it, stri strip the funding, fire the people, and then shut that down and bury it so it never saw the light of day. Right, that, right. Instead of killing him, they just uh, hired him. Yeah. Right, exactly. And they were doing this, then they were hiring all the stole, best, stole the most, the yeah, yeah, they were hiring all the most brilliant minds. And they were putting them all under one roof and they were just developing this insane stuff that later got funneled into the secret space programs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it never saw the light of the day and they were making Tesla's, sure Tesla yeah. stuff all got stolen and used right. since, you know, ever since in, in secret. So right. yeah. it's him alone. Same with just the Tesla stuff alone would have transformed yeah. our, our planet. Just that one guy and think right. of how many other people since him, have you know it's just mind-boggling yeah yeah well dan this has been a lot of fun we covered we were all over the place but it's all very <laughs> it's amazing stuff it's just, these are conversations that need to be had and thanks for sharing coming on and doing this with us oh yeah. my pleasure yeah it's uh, i always learn something you know it's like when i when you ask questions you you think about things and then new connections are made to you know i didn't know about this uh, other other uh william Tompkins uh inventor that was uh doing this doing a similar but yeah i worked with right. with people that have produced uh you know lots of hydrogen lots of hydrogen gas out of water using certain techniques and things like that but you know it's not going to get to you know we could have uh we can have transitional technologies where it'd be simple to retrofit a lot of these internal combustion engines but the internal combustion engine is so archaic you know right. it's got a million parts that self-destruct and need maintenance and oil and all this stuff you know electric vehicle makes so much more sense and then haven't have you don't need to plug it in you have your on onboard uh power generation there, there exactly you go. and that's the only way it makes sense like i was they have those on board like i saw a guy on another youtube video he put he you know connected it to the rear wheel rear axle of the car and it was a generator to charge the battery the whole time so you never had to plug it in and i was telling my dad about it. he's like yeah we used to have those on our bikes when we were kids they had apparently they had bikes that did the same thing and yeah. like you this why is they don't just manufacture ancient, them like it's old way. technology and it's so easily just manufacture electric cars with that built yeah in. so easy. it's it's like the they simplest know. technology all you need so is simple. all you you the car already has everything it needs to create its own power but exactly you know and, and like these charging stations they want you to like sign up for their credit card so that you know you have to if you want to use this charging station you have to get a credit card and whatever it's like all yeah. marketing camp sure. shit again you know yeah. just imagine all the stuff we can recycle all the metal that's available and all these internal combustion engines all the power grid all the wires running all over the place if all the stuff is released um more, no more you know not sickness for profit uh operations yeah. happen where um 
you know, things are done actually for the good of humanity, you know, yes. where you can go to these healing centers if you're feeling out of sorts and, uh, you know, get, uh, get age reversed and uh, heal whatever is going on. Um, and I hear they're taking care of the, the children and the dumbs first, and then it's the military. Yeah. And then, you know, people eventually, uh, you know, get to see these and they're not going to charge anything, which makes total sense. It's the way a health system should be. And, uh, you know, people should be compensated that are operating these devices, but, uh, my God, you know, we could have plenty of, uh, we could clean up the environment on the planet, uh, we could have like maybe uh, like the other civilizations do that are advanced and you know, have like a, a high council of noble beings that are not all corrupted and bought and paid for that uh, direct the future of our planet. I mean, we could have like, uh, you know, this an incredible world that's kind of hard to realize when you watch the evening news, you know, because you, you look at it's all this... Uh, scary dictator type of uh stuff going on and uh and you can see the uh the agenda but you know it, it's it's kind of encouraging because it's leaking out all over the place they're yeah. getting exposed left and right left and right well this is this is what the end this is what it looks like this is what it's going to look like this is what disclosure is going to look like it's going to be messy it's going to be real messy for a while and i don't you know we all mm. We all had this like great vision at once, like what we all wanted it to look like, but it's like, we're seeing it for what it is now. And it's, and it's, you know, pretty soon it's going to be like a finger pointing frenzy. Once this stuff starts getting leaked, none of these, no one's going to want to take responsibility for it. You know, you're going to, you're going to see mil branches of military pointing fingers at black, at, at uh, like Lockheed Martin and stuff like that. Everyone's oh, yeah. going to be putting the blame elsewhere because everyone has blood on their hands and no one wants to blackmail themselves. So trying to disclose this stuff gets really messy and it's not, it's not going to be pretty from here on out. I think the, the percentage of, uh, of Washington that would be taken down is so the, the, the percentage is so high yeah. <laughs> that there wouldn't be anybody left. Probably left. It's also so infiltrated and so corrupt. You can imagine over the decades, you know, with uh, ever since they infiltrated in and, you know, this is not, you know, the Nazis were, were a, um, were highly, highly advanced and very highly organized. Uh, and they are kind of admirable in a certain way because of their, um, you know, they're how they how they worked intelligently and yeah. in in uh, in in doing what they did, uh, even though it was not moral, no, the way they, they yeah. do things. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I wonder how much I wonder how much of that started off good intention before they were manipulated by, let's say, reptilians or Draco. Like, what if, like, they, you know, the whole coming well, race thing? They well, were the real, supposedly was from what right. I heard. That's right. That's like, right. The, the coming race and the real, like, the unlimited free energy source and, and so in the subterranean civilization, they were like in search of that, right? So, yes. I wonder how much of it was good intentioned until oh, yeah. until they came across this group of reptilians who might have tricked them into making a bad deal, and who knows, they might have. Um, they might have gotten greedy also, but there had to be a part of them that was just pure curiosity, you know, and wanting to know more. I don't think it could have 
it couldn't, I don't, I just don't want to, I guess I don't want to believe that it was always ill-intentioned, you know, because, well, you they, know, humanity, you know, there is, people are good-hearted, you know. The disease is the corporations, you know, the corporations are like this, uh, if you, there, there was a movie called The Corporation, and it went into analyzing if a corporation was a human being, it would be a, like a psychopath, uh, because, its sole purpose is the bottom line for its shareholders to make money in the most, in the most efficient way possible, regardless of, of more, you know, morality. Right. And so that's the missing element is that they don't take that into account. And they, and that's probably the, the birth of the intergalactic corporate conglomerate that some people say has throughout the galaxy and that they're using slave labor that you know millions of people have been you know taken and doing uh doing trafficking with not only human people but uh but the technology with uh, all these different races you know technology is the prize and that's what you know the nazis wanted that's what the corporations wanted they wanted to have the most advanced technology possible yeah. And like Tony yeah. Rodriguez says, the DNA. He said DNA is a currency also. Oh. Yeah. And they said so it's technology and DNA. That's part of the reason. And us They're, humans. Well, well yeah, that's that's what I mean. That's well, there's a yeah. there's something about our DNA that's sought after. And they our know genetics that. and yeah. us as a full being, you know, right. used for various reasons. Well, I've heard other races are like super impressed with humans because we're literally living in a poison environment. In all aspects, yeah. the water, oh, yeah. the, the water, the air, everything. Like, there's no, we, we can't get away from it, you know, if we're, if we're what, part of it. Yeah. What Alex Collier and many others say is that we are considered genetic royalty throughout the galaxy because we have at least 22 different ET genetics races in right. us. And I feel like that's a big part of why we're so resilient because we have all these genetics from so many different races. That that's probably why they on can't. On top of that, it's been happening for so long. We've kind of like gotten accustomed and, and it's okay. nice to know 90 plus percent uh, are benevolent or benign and it's only a smaller percentage that uh but that small percentage has uh you know formidable but what's really hopeful is that uh, the more advanced beings that are benevolent have a moral basis like the prime directive uh mm -hmm. have technology that uh, they can go into a higher dimension and the they militarily can defeat them without a problem yeah and so um that's reassuring <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very reassuring you know it's probably why they don't show up because we're so we're so poisoned down here we're used to the poison we've adapted but some of these yeah. some of these races some of these species if they were to come here honestly like this environment is very toxic and it could yeah. kill them but maybe it's part of the reason we haven't had them show up yet like guys we want to we just literally can't well i feel like that's another reason for you know the star seeds to incarnate here because like you said they can't for multiple reasons a prime directive and maybe because a lot of them physically can't exist in this environment so they can't just come into third density on our planet and survive so a whole bunch of beings just started incarnating on here and now we're changing it not only can we stay here, but we can change it from within humanity itself, you know, the consciousness and right. everything else. Um, That's motivation right there. So. Because there how go. many how many people would just want to know why the hell they're here? What am I doing here? And that's that could that could that's very why. well be the answer. 
we couldn't come here physically so we had to incarnate here and, and infiltrate to, from within we had to do it from within exactly right. Boom. It's interesting about the science fiction movies we've been thinking. You know, like there War of the Worlds, where they come in and they the Earth viruses they they couldn't they died because they uh, <laughs> they, they couldn't take yeah. over our planet because it's uh, it's polluted. Right. Uh, and then all of the uh, you know from War of the from uh, you know the day they were stood still, the Forbidden Planet, which was an amazing science fiction for 1950. Uh, oh yeah. And then you have, uh, you know, the Star Trek series, which you find out later that uh, Gene Ronberry was working with the Galactic Federation through Office of Naval Intelligence, seeding these ideas for a positive timeline uh, in the future. And uh, it wasn't uh, General James T. Kirk. It was Admiral James T. Kirk, you know, with, with the Navy. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, we could have... Uh, we could have a Star Trek future, and I believe we're we're going through the growing pains of moving into that. And uh, thank God, you know, there's more people waking up because that's what's going to push it over the edge where we realize that we've been uh, bamboozled, hoodwinked, yeah. uh, and that uh, we can take back our planet. Yes. One yes. star seed at a time. Exactly. You know, it's true how they get... Uh, we always talk about how movies are influenced and stuff. I'll say this and then we'll wrap it up. But I was watching this documentary on G.I. Joe, actually. Um, nice. And they, so they were, they had G.I. Joe, with, um, it wasn't selling because they're like, well, look at everything else. Everybody else has somebody to fight, has an enemy. We're only selling this one toy. We're not selling some something for this toy to fight. Mm, and that guy. And they, they had this guy come out of left field with this idea of Cobra. Uh, the cobra and this whole alliance he had all these details this whole thing and the guy he goes it always was strange to me that he just made this up it's almost like you know and he he said it just didn't make sense that he just made up this enemy and had all this stuff almost like this guy came in to the company knowing something giving them information because if you watch gi joe now the disclosure even in the old cartoons is insane oh yeah it's I saw absolutely insane on youtube yeah it is. yeah but this guy, this guy came in with this idea for the enemy cobra, which is you know snake, reptilian, whatever. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, whatever. Like winter, winter soldier, you know that that whole thing with the Nazi. You know, it was like yep. there's so much truth being put out, but it's not full truth. It's like kind of muddied with yeah. other elements that are Hollywoodized. But there's a a vein of truth going through the science fiction. Because it's the only way to get these concepts into people's minds to get them ready right. for um, what what's going to happen in the year 2022. Exactly. Uh, maybe uh, I I think we may have contact this year. I I who knows? Yeah, that would be amazing. I wouldn't doubt it. Definitely happening individually. Um, I think. Oh yeah. I, there, everything is fair game now. I don't. I would expect anything as possible this year. After the last couple of years, you know, literally shit's showing up in the sky and people aren't even blinking anymore. You know, we're just ready for something, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if we got some sort of event are, like that. Things are heating up right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I lied the first time, but this time we are wrapping it up. Um, <laughs> All sending. Right. All right. Uh, great, great chatting with both of you guys. Uh, oh, you're you too. fully knowledgeable and, uh you know, keep up the good work. You know, we, we need, uh, we need, you know, even though it's like 
preaching to the choir, it's still important, you know, get it right. out there. Constant yeah. reminders. Yeah, exactly. Constant reminders. And um, remind everybody once again, your website, where they can find you if you have anything coming up. I have nothing coming up. I don't do anything. <laughs> I do a show. I don't do nothing for money. I just want to help my small part in, uh, you know, service to humanity to help uh, every little voice helps. Uh, the webmatrix.net is my uh, non-professional online notes, which has references and, uh, you know, use it, uh, use it as a jump board to uh, check out uh other other sites like dr michael sal exopolitics.org uh he's 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 doing a lot of uh incredible getting into the things that other people <laughs> don't want to get into you know the well, more conservative ufo people yeah. right there's there's ridicule that comes with anything oh, galactic yeah. federation or ssp you know and major ridicule and uh, and you know rightfully so because it's very it's very um it's fantastical and out there yeah but that doesn't when you do your actual research and, and listen to these people's stories it all you know things line up and it makes sense and right sometimes you take a risk you take to. a gamble yeah, yeah. absolutely it's yeah, a gamble like, because because that type of information you know no matter you're not going to get evidence or proof for some of these testimonies and stories and yeah. you're just not, you know, and you get video and yeah, photos and people which things. which makes it dangerous for infiltrators because they know that they know there's no way to prove this stuff. So that's why it's like somebody could come in with a narrative and you wouldn't know the difference because you can't fact check them, you know, but but you can, you know, indicators and corroborate and see what fits and what doesn't. But just always keep your head on a swivel nowadays, you know. Yeah, there is also collaborating indicators that help pointed out i was listening to uh tony rodriguez uh talking with with elena and you know her background with egyptologist and talking about the illuminati kids saying you know i was a pharaoh in a past life and i killed mm -hmm. this other king and there's no records of that but she had access through her uh egyptology to be able to uh find the pharaoh who actually shot in, uh, with an arrow or something and killed the other king so he, he got a little wow. bit of substantiation there so these little 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 tiny bits kind of add up you know about right. the uh you know jp and the ark yeah you know got ahead of time and there's little bits and pieces that other people are putting together you know a lot of people think well maybe they're all conspiring together to create this story you know that create this and false uh and what's thing. the motive there exactly yeah but i don't rule that out of the realm of possibility i mean anything's possible but no, when, no, when there's but... when there's really no motive yeah really there's a motive that well, i mean there's a motive because popularity it, i guess you could say or whatever oh but. yeah the the truth isn't getting thousands and thousands of clicks and views and all this stuff and books and merchandise like what i'm saying is slipping when you get, the cracks. what i'm saying is when you get the same info coming from so many so many different places but that's how a perfect psyop would work like if you're gonna do if you're, you're not gonna use yeah. one person like that's why i'm saying it's not just that easy we really really have to step back and try and yeah. try and get our own communication well because... even then you don't like yeah you don't 100 believe anything but to me it's um it's if if there's one body of truth what you would expect to happen is it would pop up in different forms with different people 
Right. You know, and throughout the years and people that have never met each other that. Right. Well, like William Tompkins that like doesn't. Had no idea know, who anybody. was. 93, yeah. 94 years old. Yeah. And, and he's corroborating people that just come out about the secret space program stuff. And, and he has documents. I've done a lot of research on Tompkins, you know. It, yeah. The, stuff like that where it's like, okay, yeah. at a certain point you got to do Occam's razor here. You know, you can't, like, you can't believe anything, but just, you know, keep observing and keep mm-hmm. pay, taking note of things that are corroborating. And that's, that's all we can do. Take, take notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your own experience, people's own experiences too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you can, you can, confirm a lot of things just through that um yeah but eventually the bs will expose itself you know 100 yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah exactly 100 exactly. um so so good joining you guys yeah you know, we gotta wrap it <laughs> yeah. up yeah no kidding we're never gonna stop talking um guys one uh reminder once again come hang out with us at the conference it's gonna be a lot of fun um we're really looking forward to it some great speakers all uh, some great whistleblowers there and it's going to be fun getting them all up on stage together and, you know, having a panel and let's bounce these ideas off of each other, see what fits, what doesn't fit and figure out what the hell is actually going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just going to be a great place to uh, meet your soul family and hang out with them because, I mean, that's shit. These conferences have literally saved me. You know, if we don't get to go be around all our, you know, people our frequency every once in a while, we go crazy. So, um yeah, we look forward to that. And hopefully uh, we hope to see you all there. And thanks again, Dan, for coming on. And I guess until next time, have a great night, guys. Tyler, Aaron, on the journey of the truth, you guys keep on uh, keep on moving forward Shocking. to it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Good night, guys. Oh, we will. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. He said, um, listen, Give me two years. You'll never want to come back. Uh, the adventure of a lifetime, and nobody will know you're gone. You get deployed at 17 and a half. And now I was deployed from the New York Athletic Club. And we got actually deployed right out of the locker room from, uh, you know, you get beamed up to the ship, and then the ship takes off, and you're gone for 20 years. That's a very hard pill to swallow, but that's exactly how I experienced it. I was taken at 10 years old. I was taken, and I was worked through se- several black programs. I was privately owned in the beginning. I did six, six or seven years on Earth. Uh, that's when all the stuff for the programs began for me. Uh, specifically, uh, the tracking that they had been doing since I was a kid, it followed me all the way through the military. And at that point, when I got to Diego Garcia, that's where I was taken off planet. It like opened that floodgate for me. And then all of these recalls started coming in and I was just like, oh my gosh. And the way I was describing it, she's like, I've never had this with a client, but it, that you're, you're describing a parallel life right now. It's a combination of human and other species. Um, I was able to remember the name on their uniform. It's USS Arcorp. That was putting me through some kind of recruitment um, tests from age three until 12. And 12 is when I was potentially, well, taken. He said, uh, and with your scores, I guarantee you'll make commander and you'll make pilot. And I said, pilot of what? And he said, uh, four kilometer long starship. He told me what was going to happen. He, he says, you volunteer for the program. We'll put you in. You'll do 20 years. We'll um, send you back in time 20 years, age regress you 20 years, wipe your memory, and you'll just wake up in bed like nothing happened. 
It's almost beyond words, it's beyond comprehension of how this could happen. Whoever's masterminding this, you know, the Air Force, you know, working with extraterrestrials, working with a lot of pretty wild technology, which I'll also get into, it's really beyond fathomable. It's beyond fathomable.